Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Tristan Aiden podcast. I'm Aiden. And I'm Tristan. And today we are going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Um, you know, for starters, our trip to Mexico, um, non-fungible tokens, if you guys haven't heard of them, cryptocurrency, and this new thing I started investing in called Earth 2. And you know, we do apologize about the large delay between now and our last podcast. And you know, the truth is it's gotten super busy, you know, between our trip to Mexico, school, all that good stuff. But here we are, episode seven, and let's get rolling. Right. I feel like, you know, for starters, you know, being productive, it's kind of difficult, to be honest. Because yeah. to be to be productive, you have to balance so many different tasks. Like one of my teachers said, she's like, it's very rare to see someone balance school, work, and like a sport or a hobby. So if, if you can balance that out, I feel like you're pretty much going to be successful regardless. And some people overwork themselves too. You they know what do. I mean? It's like very true. You know, I do 50 hours a week, full-time college, military, and you know, I had like a breakdown last semester because oh, yeah. man, it got hard. Like I was stressed out, bouncing so many things off your plate, you know what I mean? It's like trying to keep everything in control. Sometimes... You just have to like relax, breathe, understand that all these things are going on and it's not so much not being able to control it. You know what I mean? Right. You just have to accept that it's going to be difficult and grind and push your way through it. Right. You know what I mean? You have to tell yourself that, yeah, maybe it's hard. Maybe it's not okay, but you have to accept that. You tell yourself that you're completely fine and you know you're not fine. That's when issues arise. Exactly. They try to like hide from that inevitable something that'll just catch up to you and bring you down all the way. You know what I mean? Exactly. Those are very, you know, having that grind and then especially having those days where you can just chill. Those are so valuable, especially if you're working hard. It's just a matter of balancing that out because, you know, you can take a lazy day and fall into a rut where you're taking another lazy day. Exactly. And then you're pretty much screwed. Because it's hard to get back on your feet afterwards. You know, and, you know, I actually just got back from a graduation and, you know, no, sh- no shun to anybody. But one of the things I would never encourage is taking a break, especially after high school or a big point in your life when your brain is on go mode. You know what I mean? That's just more of a reason to keep going. Right. You know what I mean? When you take a break, it tends to be a trap for a lot of people. They say, oh, let's just wait another month. Or they're enjoying their time and they don't put their mind to something and they just get stuck. Right. You know what I mean? It's like super easy to choose when your break's going to be, choose how you're going to live this break, but getting out of that's right. the hard part. Especially, yeah, especially, you know, after high school, you know, that's probably one of the most influential times in your life. Exactly. Is, you know, that's super important. It's pretty much setting yourself up for the future. Like, you know, it, there's differences between breaks, you know. If, you know, a break where you're traveling the country and before college or, you know, for example, I'm going to go to Australia and then when I get back, I'm going to, you know, join the guard, go to college. You know, if, you know, if I happen to fall in love with Australia, I'm, you know, going to go back and start a business there. But, you know, just finding that balance and, you know, something straight out of high school to look forward to for all of our, you know, high school viewers or even younger is, you know, that's a really important part of your life. And it's time, you know, you got to manage that. And it's also like, you know, you say I was the most important part of your life. I mean, that's when your brain's most active. That's when you're going to find out what you want to do. When your brain's going that fast, when you're doing so many different things, it's like what really grasps your interest, you got to hold on to that. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's going to be there, but you know, if other things are distracting you, pulling you away from that, say screw it. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's the thing. So many people get fed up on when they're busy telling themselves that they're screwed because they're busy. No, the truth is you find what you like 
use it, leverage that, make it even better. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. So yeah, that's, you know, something very interesting we uh, brought up. <laughs> now, uh, you know, what we're going into is, you know, I was, you know, talking to someone in virtual reality and uh, she actually told me about this platform called uh, Earth 2. And so, you know, Tristan, have you heard of it at all? I have heard I have <laughs> like heard of it. Prior to me Yeah, it up? no, I've heard of it okay. a few months ago. Uh, I was just sitting down, you know, going through my phone and I see this Facebook ad for this Earth 2 thing and it's like it's like Ready Player One, <laughs> right. but real. And I'm like, you know, what is this? I might as well look at it. The main thing that caught my attention was the name, because the name is everything. You know what I mean? And the fact that it's actually called Earth. It's It's actually a pretty good name, not going to lie. So I figured, you know, maybe it's worth an investment. I take a look at it, you know, and the concept's pretty interesting. You know, think about looking at today's typical real estate market. Prices are going up and you can buy and sell. Well, it's the same with Earth 2. Earth 2, you're buying a plot of land in hopes that one day this virtual land is going to be worth more money. And, you know, I really wish I probably would have bought something considering, you know, the value of <laughs> land in Earth 2 has gone up. But, you know, why don't you talk about one of your investments? Yeah, so it's been a very interesting thing. I've heard about it, you know, months prior, but I was, you know, I'm a huge VR enthusiast. You know, I spend a lot of my free time, you know, talking to people in virtual reality because, you know, you get these fun little, you know, things like Earth 2 is brought up to me. And, you know, kind of what got me into it was... I was talking to this girl from Perth, Australia, and, you know, obviously I'm going to talk to someone because I'm moving to Australia. Mm -hmm. So she was talking, she brought up Earth 2, and that's like her big hobby. She has like tens, I don't know how much, but a big portion of her, you know, money is put into this platform. Seriously. Yeah. So I was like, you're from Australia, you know, I'm trying to make friends down there. So she's like, yeah, here's all my like information and stuff and here's a promo code so i looked into it bought some property down there and i put about 180 dollars usd into that and my property is worth about 400 dollars right now i mean that's pretty cool yeah. i mean just seeing it and you like you said i know you told me off the podcast that you were just gonna let it sit there yeah let it grow because honestly who knows one day 40 years from now what if earth 2 is like a second world to people you know it's it's sad and scary to say you know i I don't think and i hope it doesn't happen but there's always that chance i feel like it is the future inevitably though you do because you know where we're heading as a society you know earth is kind of looking less desirable as the days go by because you know you know and and, you know that's really like based on who you ask too though because some people depending on where they're at in earth you know they might think it's getting better you know what i mean and You know, looking at it, sure, like Ready Player One, you've seen the movie. I don't know if you've seen the movie, uh, viewers or listeners, but, you know, Ready Player One's about this game. It's a VR game where you could go into it, be anything you want, do anything you want, meet pretty much anybody. There's, you know, full immersion suits. You're able to run around, play games. Everything feels real. And, you know, that is scary because that's just bringing people away from reality. And the point of the movie was that people just didn't know how to, like, say no to it. Eventually, at the end of the movie, not to spoil it, you know, they turn it off one day to allow people to actually enjoy the real world. And that's a very important thing, because without the real world, what's world to? Right. So, I mean, that's a really good perspective you brought up. Now, so instead of virtual reality, what if we just took away everyone's devices for a day? So that's that's another society, you know? Exactly. So... 
virtual reality and just you know technology in general what if we just shut down all technology for a day what would happen to our society honestly i'm not quite sure i feel like if there was no device for an entire day people would gather around their groups you know the people their cliques the people that are close to them because honestly that's what social media is you know that's what a phone is a phone keeps you entertained whatever if you sit in your room all day and read a book, then most likely that's what you're going to do if you lose your device. But if you're on your phone all day... If you're be a playing, lot of depression, yeah, a lot you know, of if suicide. If you play computer especially. all day and all of a sudden that's taken away from you, you're going to revert to whatever else it is in your life that you care about. And hopefully for a lot of people, that's the people close to you. You right, know what I that's mean? That's true. So that's what I think would happen. What do yeah. you think would happen? I've, people have been getting so distant from friendships, relationships, you name it, because of technology. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like it would cause a lot of distress in society, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. I mean, just for a day? Just for a day. Just depression? Could... I mean, here's the thing, too, though. Would they <laughs> would they know it's for a day, or would they... They would know, okay. but people would still be jumping off of buildings. I don't think <laughs> people would be jumping off of buildings. I mean, we have 7 billion people in the world. That's true. I'm sure someone would. Joe Dirt from Australia would jump off of a building because he didn't have his computer games within a minute <laughs> dude you know there's actually people that sit there and binge games their whole life it's tough like, it's sad if but... that's their whole life and i mean what if they're away... all right what if they're enjoying it though is that bad i don't think it's bad enjoying what the game well i mean if you're playing games all day hopefully you enjoy it <laughs> you know you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it but i mean it's just the balance of you know happiness you know etc et and it's like a drug to some people it's, interesting. it's, it's addiction people, psychology no exactly that's what it is people get that you know dopamine serotonin flood through their body that is actually causing them to be physically addicted to video games you know what I mean? And so for that to be taken away, their brain is not getting the whatever it's called it needs to, you know, sustain itself. And it's pretty crazy. That's very interesting because I've always had a huge fascination for people who are strictly focused on one thing like ping pong, you know, real estate. You know, just people that were into one thing and sticking with it. I find those people fascinating. Now, when it gets too excessive, like you're playing, you know, Fortnite 24-7. I mean, is that really fascinating? Mm -hmm. you know? There has to be something Skill. in it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're sitting there all day playing a game and it's just eating your life away, that's lame. But honestly, there's YouTubers out there, Twitch streamers that make a lot of money playing games all day. Yeah. So it's a matter of leveraging what you like and making it make you money. You know what I mean? Right. That's like really what it comes down I to. Mean, yeah, People that are addicted right. to real estate probably make a lot of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they just love it and they love keep Love what going. you do, exactly. I mean, you know, that's a great example. Like, if you want to do good in life, be the best at what you do. Always. There's money in, you know... Riding ponies, you know, there's money in that. If you're the best pony rider in the world, there's business for you. You know, that. I'm actually going to bring up a, it's a really cool little thing I saw, believe it or not. I think it was TikTok, but it was a very like inspirational video for me. And it was about this study that they did on mice and they put this mice in a glass of water, right? Or they put this mouse in a glass of water and they let it tread water. You know, like swimming to try to like get up and the water was just deep enough so that it would sink. And after 30 minutes, uh, this mouse gave up and ended up sinking. 
right? And they pulled right. it out. They pulled the mouse out and then let it relax for a couple of minutes, put it back in the water to see how long you could do it a second time. Take a guess how long you think it tread water the second time. Did it enjoy the water? Well, just answer the question for now. Let's say it's I'm it's treading water. You know what I mean? It's right. trying to stay alive. How long did it tread water? 10 seconds. The second time, the mouse tread the water for 60 hours. No. And that's because it had hope. Really? That's because it thought that there was a chance it would get out of there. Because the first time, it didn't have hope. Gave up. It saw that there was no possibility it was going to leave its current state. And when the person grabbed him, that mouse realized at that moment that there was a chance. When it was put back in the water, guess what? It did not give up. Really? And that's kind of like a really like metaphorical that's thing for yeah. like life in general. Because some know? people would just give up. People do give up. You need to have hope. Hope is a right. very important thing. If you don't think you're going to make it to the top, the very damn good truth is that you're not going to make it to the top. Yeah, hope, motivation, and discomfort. If you think, if you truly believe in yourself, you tell yourself, I'm going to do it, I, you can. Right. You're right. It's pretty Completely. awesome. That's a very interesting thing you brought up. Wow. You know, let's go back to Earth too, though, because I know that's, that's the topic you brought up. Yeah, but it's fun going on it. different tangents, you know. It, it, keeps <laughs> the show, it keeps the show interesting. Yeah. No, but yeah, it? so... Yeah, virtual reality is, you know, inevitably the future, I believe. You know, it's the next thing of technology. Same with cryptocurrency. Now they're merging, you know, the blockchain of Earth 2 and, you know, cryptocurrency mm -hmm. are merging. So imagine living in a virtual society where the U.S. dollar is, you know, non-existent. Exactly. So I'm going to be, you know, Elon Musk said Dogecoin is the currency of Mars now, what if Bitcoin is the currency of virtual reality? Mm -hmm. So we're starting to get into all of these different metaverses. You know, people living in a virtual world on Mars, living on Pluto. You know, just how complex this world and society is getting with technology. And I feel like there are a few people, you know, to prop, you know, point respect to. But I feel like Elon Musk is definitely on top of his game when it comes to, uh, you know, crypto and you know exploration because mm -hmm. i mean we haven't even explored the virtual reality realm as much exactly speaking of just because we kind of talked about everything and this just came to my mind and i would love to bring it up um i do know that is it area 51 is being forced to tell every single or release to congress everything ufo wise that they have i heard that that was you're, pretty much breaking news yeah like, it's kind of interesting but scary yeah like they're they hiding. have to release it you know what i mean i don't think they will though you don't think so no, i don't think they will that's the thing it's a it was yeah, a presidential they, they order won't. they have yeah, to but money money is more influential than a presidential order yeah if there's money in area 51 they have no reason to tell anybody. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but like, I mean, I hope they do. And you know, what if something wrong? Like, what if though? Like, we don't know, and that's the cool thing. But what if whatever was there could change the way we look at it? That would be insane. I would, you know, what, what 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 do you think about that? Would you be ready to experience? You know, well, it depends. What, what would it be that they found? I think you know, if they cool. found like a weapon. Or if they found like an actual life form, I doubt they're gonna find a life form. That would have that would have hit. That would have spread super quickly. But like, they probably found at least something they could not explain. 
You're right. And I feel like that to people would be just crazy. You know, something that we can literally look at, a tangible thing that we do not know how to explain. That would be interesting, you know. There's so many different, you know, rabbit holes we can go to. You know, what if aliens invented Bitcoin and that's their currency? Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's there's so many different, you know, ifs and ones. You know, what if we find a new element? You know, what if, you know, aliens were a thing and instead of having that small research team at Area 51, we got someone from, you know, Shanghai or, you know, Tokyo to come see that device and figure out more than what we already know. Mm -hmm. To open it up to the society for any, you know, person with intelligence that knows much about, you know, chemistry, uh, any, you know, technical field to come focus on this project, you know, and, you know, find the biological specimen and, you know, do research on it and find, you know, stuff we've never seen before. Dude, stuff you've never seen before. Isn't that just crazy? I mean, that's what I feel like I live for. I want to achieve something <laughs> that no one else has achieved. And that's the thing. I mean, actually, I think the keynote speaker, shout out to Mr. Wagner at Houston, he <laughs> said, quit checking off the checklist to be successful and write your own checklist. Because if you're doing what people are telling you to do, then that's not your guide to success. You need to draw your own path, take your own risks, risks that other people haven't taken, because those adversities are going to ultimately define you as a person and you know set characteristic to the type of career you're gonna have the type of person you're gonna be right. you have to take damn risks you know what i you mean do, yeah you miss every shot you don't take every you know? single one so it's you know it's good to take risks and then you know discomfort like like you said with uh you and grace in mexico you know you tried something new i think right I mean, meeting new people or something. Yeah, no, exactly. And what were you talking about? <laughs> there's a, there's a few things. So, you know, Grace, she's a little bit more to herself and I like pushing like differences. You know what I mean? I like say, Hey, let's do this. And if she's like, I don't know, let's do it. You know what I mean? Right. And so it was as simple as, you know, a walk on the beach. That wasn't the different part, but I'm like, let's go talk to these people. And I think they called it a hand pen. It's this beautiful instrument that just provides or creates the most amazing music ever. And, you know, she's like, no, 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 let's not do it. And I'm like, let's go. Let's talk to these people. It turned out to be uh, a girl who had bought in a hand pan recently and a trainer who was training her how. And, you know, we met them and sat down and I was like, hey, like, I'd be honored to hear it because it's a beautiful instrument. Like, if you actually listen to those things, oh my goodness, I encourage you to go ahead and watch a YouTube video. Look up hand pan. It is awesome. Right. But, you know, everything got quiet. He starts playing this instrument and you know he's tapping it with his fingers and just the music is sucking us in. We're just <laughs> lost in it. It's just beautiful. We forgot everything existed, you know? In the middle of Mexico on a beach, like there's people fishing right over there. All we knew existed was that music. And you know, as soon as we finish, we tell them thank you, whatnot. I told Grace, I'm like, see, that is what's up. So, you know, not too long after that, I'm like, okay. So since the first experience, well, let's go talk to these random people that are fishing. Right. So we went, we talked to the fisher people and, uh, you know, we just said, Hey, you know, you guys speak English. And they talked about, you know, boring stuff. Like, you know, this is the fish that we have, puffer fish. Yeah. Uh, we've caught like a baby shark here once. Chad won a chess game yesterday. You know what I mean? But still like talking to people is a very, very big thing that a lot of people don't know how to do in my opinion you're like, right it's yeah. like a really like i feel like it's fading as well yeah i mean people are just so like afraid to just put themselves out there and you know the truth is 
rarely people are going to just tell you off. Because that's why I think a lot of people are afraid of just, you know, putting themselves in the situation of talking to someone new. It's because, like, what if they don't like me? Well, the truth is, sometimes they're not going to like you. But you're going to miss out on so many people that do like you. You're going to miss out on so many different opportunities, friendships, you know, possible relationships. Right. Business relationships. All because you were afraid they wouldn't like you. Right. You're right. You're completely right. And, you know, people also fear, you know, people being disrespectful back to them. And, you know, that's a genuine fear to have. Because people sometimes, you know, you do get into those situations where... The person's just, you know, rude. And like anything else too, though, you put yourself in that situation. This is going to be the challenge to the listeners today. Talk to someone new because you talk to someone new and then you talk to someone new again and then you talk to someone new again. And the third time, they don't like you. It was a pretty terrible experience. You know, it kind of sucked a little bit. You're like, wow, but guess what? Completely fine. You met two people a couple days before. Awesome. Right. So then it continues. You talk to people, meet new people. More people reject you, but suddenly that just becomes part of it. You know what I mean? You learn to understand and actually take the past and use it to benefit your mindset. You know? Right. People are going to tell you no. You just have to go through it at first. If people don't tell you no ever, like, where are you going to get? You're not going to learn anything. You're not going to learn anything. You know, that's a very interesting subject you brought up. And, you know, me as a virtual reality enthusiast, um, I feel like the social norms are kind of changing a bit. So, you know, I'm, I really enjoy, you know, talking to people in virtual reality because you have the comfort of chilling in your own home. And, you know, if someone's rude to you or someone disagrees with you, I can just turn off the headset and, you know, go downstairs and make some nachos. So, I mean, it's just the comfort aspect. You know, I can just walk up to anyone in virtual reality and, if anything bad happens, I'm... I find that sick. actually rather interesting. It is. Because whenever you had me join virtual reality with you, I was super uncomfortable. Yeah, you were. I was it like, is. I don't want to do this. Like, right? this is super weird. And in, in reality, it is a matter of how comfortable you are. You took it off right away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm done. You were going for it. You know what I mean? And the right. truth is, I wasn't comfortable in that habitat. You know, and you've done it. I'm comfortable, man. You've done it. You're comfortable. And you could probably put on a VR headset right now and go and talk to people when it's complete. I could have a five-hour conversation with a press of a couple buttons, okay? I could put on the headset and, you know, be on... You've met some pretty cool people, I've met some famous people, some people who pull ten figures a month who could show me their... uh, Ten figures a month? (laughs) (laughs) How about we just do the math? What's ten figures? He's pulling, you know, ten grand a month. My apologies. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah but you know a few people on this you know listening to the show are actually you know, friends of virtual reality of mine and you know it'd be cool to actually you know have you know it's cool uh, having virtual friendships you know, and real it's, friendships. it's pretty cool that aiden knows people that make one billion dollars a month <laughs> you know that's pretty awesome <laughs> but yeah otherwise it's it's pretty fun it's a pretty fun experience because you know it's virtual reality it's new and people that are hopping on new trends tend to be you know cool people so and you know something too and hopefully I'm not gonna get my ideas stolen you know from people on <laughs> podcasts or whatever but, <laughs> <laughs> you know um, Aiden showed me this really cool video the other day and it was called the Tucker Zone shout out to you <laughs> Tucker Zone and he's listening <laughs> it was a completely different experience and if you want to experience something that you haven't experienced I recommend doing the Tucker Zone and the Tucker Zone if you've ever listened to 8D audio 
You know, 8D is essentially the music isn't in one spot. It's around you like a concert. Imagine you're in this huge rave, your eyes are closed, you're spinning in circles. That is what 8D audio is like. And the truth is there's so much science behind it. He was able in the Tucker Zone to make it sound like he was shaking a water bottle by your ear. He's able to bring this water bottle further away from you and then throw the water bottle across the room and it sounded like it was real. It's interesting. You know how much like crazy potential there is and stuff like that? And he only made what, two videos? Yeah, two videos and he's done. And like, what if someone just dedicated time into stuff like that? Made 8D interaction right. whatever and honestly it should happen yeah. i say we learn it i say yeah we let's do, do it. it you know contact <laughs> your email if you're interested in you know joining us <laughs> like if anyone knows much about audio you know i'm not too smart in audio i'm sure tristan probably doesn't know a lot about audio as well but yeah very interesting show. all right well coming on 25 minutes we're gonna hear a quick word from ourselves our sponsors <laughs> all see you guys in a sec